Hey y'all, it's F. Hey, it's Sam. Here it's Ray. It's your girl Legs. Hey, it's Chrissy J. And welcome back to Melanated Aces. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Melanated Aces. And this week we are continuing on with our series called the Love Series. And this week we have two phenomenal couples that are dating exclusively joining us today. And I'm going to open the floor up and have them introduce themselves. Ray and Dunia, would you like to start? All right, you did it, Clovis. Dang me. Wow. It's one of your favorite aces. It's your favorite ace. Tell us Excuse me, I'm introducing. Okay, my bad. All right, yeah, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. So, yes, it's Raven, and I have my lovely girlfriend with me. My name is Dunya. I'm from <laughs> Boston. I'm a photographer. Okay. I'm dating this wild child. Yes. Yes. That was good. How long have I been dating? You better get the answer right for real. She got it right. The answer changed. She got it right. The answer changed. Okay, that's cute. We knew. We knew. That's so cute. Okay. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? My name is Sarah Madeira, and I'm Cartrell Calderon. Um, I'm originally from Harlem, New York. Um, I'm from Florida. And we've been dating for nine years and a few months. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know it's been that long. Yeah, we made 10 years in October. That's October. It's been a minute. That's nice. That is nice. I didn't know it was that long. That's crazy. Me, me. For the listeners out there, Sarah and Cartrell, they attended college with us. So we kind of witnessed their love flourish and blossom into what mm-hmm. it is today. So I'm so glad to have them with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm thankful that both couples are here, actually. Um, before we get started, we also have to note that we are a man down today. Um, as you're aware, the whole crisis that's happening in Texas with the whole ice storms and um, the state essentially being shut down, we are missing Christelle today. Uh, so please send her your love and positivity as she is weathering the storm down there. Miss you, Chris. Yes, girl. We're holding down the fort without you, boo. <laughs> It's not fun. It's not a fact. It's a fun fact. All right. So we're going to get into our fun fact segment. As the listeners know, we're doing a little different when we have our guests on. And this is a good time to learn more about our couples today. So let's see who wants to get started. Trell and Sarah or Raven and Dunya? Trell and Sarah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to do that. I knew Raven was going to do that. Okay. <laughs> Y'all can go. Y'all can start it off. All right, sounds good. Uh, Sarah, who has a better sense of direction, you or Trail? <laughs> you? Uh, okay. I do. I definitely do. <laughs> you are, okay. All right, Trail, who is more generous, you or Sarah? She is. She is. Okay. Um, who is more dramatic and who's more chill, Sarah? I'm more dramatic, he's more chill. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on you know, girl. If he's playing his games, he's definitely more dramatic. But regularly, day to day, I'm more dramatic. Cottrell, 
Would you rather be always late or always early? Always late. What? <laughs> always late. From experience, always late. But why? Is there a reason why? You prefer why, to be right. You ever had to be at work at a certain time and you're like, oh, I got to leave early because of traffic. And then you end up sitting at work for like 15, 20 minutes before your shift actually starts. I'd rather be late. Just so when I get there, I can just start going. That makes okay. sense. That makes a whole lot of sense, bro. I don't, I don't want to sit there, you know, waiting to work. That, you want to waste your time. Sleeping or something. It's a waste. Yeah, it's a waste of time. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, social butterfly or homebody? I feel like he's more social, but we're both homebodies. Like we're mm-hmm. not have to go out all the time. Yes. He's more social than I am. Okay. Trell, do you find Sarah clean or you find her messy? Oh, wow. <laughs> right. That's mad dangerous. Okay. Uh, I would say she's cleaner than I am. How about that? That's a good answer. Good answer. Safe. Safe answer. <laughs> Sarah, would you rather be loved, respected, or admired? Respected. Um, right. Girl, that's yes. right. You ain't gotta love me, but you better respect me. Yeah. I think when you respect somebody, the love comes with it, though. Oh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely respect it. Okay. Control, would you rather have a lot of kids or just one? A lot of kids. A lot of kids? Mm-hmm. Kids is a blessing. All right, Sarah. Who said I love you first? Me. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh. I believe she said Sarah. <laughs> but yeah, he did. Interested. All right. Um, Sarah, what's the most romantic thing Trell has done for you? I definitely would say just on a random day, bring me chocolate covered strawberries. Because so and he knows I'm not like the type of person to only wait on like Valentine's Day or like my birthday. So like on a random day, he'll bring me. That's the stuff that I think matters. Is like Absolutely. it doesn't have to be a holiday or whatever. It's just I'm doing this due to yeah. my, love or my appreciation for you. Just because yes. I love the just because is mm-hmm. it hits different. Mm-hmm. Trail. What was the first album you ever owned? The first album I ever owned was Nas. Still matter. <laughs> love me some Nas. Mm-hmm. Trell, who's more likely to apologize first? Me. Wow. Sarah. (laughs) This is good, Trell. (laughs) All right. And then last question. You guys said nine years and some change. So what makes this relationship last for you guys that you didn't have in your past? Um, we started off as friends, so uh, it wasn't an attraction was there early, but like, um, we were just friends at the beginning, right? So my first year at Ida, he was my RA, we just built that foundation. And so when we built on the relationship, we just go back to our friendship. So we joke around, we act like, you know, best friends one day, love is the next. So yeah. That's important. Love yeah, that. absolutely. I would uh, say patience. Mm. Patience for me, specifically, because I'm, where I'm at now, now that I'm 30, like, I try not to linger over things that you know I can't control or mm. things that make me upset because it doesn't change anything. 
So even our like little petty arguments and stuff like that, I, I just let it go. I typically don't let it go past, you know, five, 10 minutes. I mean, wow. you know, but I think that has helped our relationship stay as long as it has because I just don't linger on on the little BS that comes with having being in a relationship, being in a relationship with someone who is so strong mentally. And, you know, I, I guess that that would probably be the, the reason why we're this long yeah. relationship. That's very smart. Mm-hmm. I love it, guys. I love it. Yes. All right. Next, we have Dunya and Raven. Fabulous. Um, Dunya, let's start with you. One thing that you admire about Raven. About Raven, the hard work she puts in. So this is like in general or the hard work she puts in within the relationship? In general, I see her day in and day out, helping people out, working, doing doubles, editing the podcast, at the same time, do other things in between and be mother. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard work, man. You're precious. <laughs> Raven, is there a song that makes you think of Dunya? Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, It's plenty, but there's one specific one. I don't even know. <laughs> yes, you do. Because the whale, whale. Boom, boom, boom. Why? Why? Because of her. <laughs> I'm always saying random stuff. Samantha, you know this. I say random things, random. <laughs> it's because of her. One day she just like walked out and I'm sitting on the couch and she's like, mm-hmm, you better say whale. Whale. And I'm like, what? What is Okay. Whale, girl. Woo. <laughs> random. Matter of fact, the car ride here was random. That one song that played. <laughs> so yeah, that one. That's one song that reminded me. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, Dunya, what do you prefer? A pullover or a zip up? Oh zip up. Is that like a jacket? Like the, the hoodies, but yeah. zip up pullover. Because I was lost for a second. <laughs> Oh, so that matters to some people. They take it like that goes hard. Like some people, it's they don't like zip ups, and they rather pull over. So I'm just asking. Yeah, I need a zip I didn't want to say hoodie really on the podcast because some of my Jamaican listeners, these dudes, be mad sexual. So that's why I said pull over. <laughs> but anyways, um, Raven, hotel or Airbnb? To do what? Because I'm pretty sure they did it in both, so they, it don't okay. matter. First of all, I was just asking, what, what is she rather, Nancy? <laughs> well, to to continue off of Samantha, uh, got some special memories in an Airbnb, so I'll choose Airbnb for 100. Thank you. They had a nice Airbnb one time. Yes. And I'm talking about that one, so Airbnb. So I thought. <laughs> um, Dunya, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Thanksgiving. Why? Food, of course. I'm I'm thankful too, but food. (laughs) (laughs) Food for me. (laughs) I'm Haitian. I like Haitian. Raven, Hennessy or Duce? Henny. Come on. Shut up. Dunya, would you rather lose all of your memories or never be able to make new ones? Dang. That's, that's terrible. 
yeah. so sad. That's a really sad thing. <laughs> <bike. laughs> Um, got the good questions. Sorry. A person like me, I need to have my memories. So mm-hmm. lose the new ones over the old ones. Like at least I have something. Because I, I do photography. So every picture is a memory. So I can't imagine losing my past to where mm-hmm. I'm at now. That's nice. That's real cute. Raven. <laughs> would you rather have only morning sex for the rest of your life or strictly sex at night? Morning, please. Do it. All right. Cool Moving along. Dunya, do you feel couples should contribute equally to all household bills? Why or why not? Oh, yeah. I enslaved it. <laughs> That's how I see it. But realistically, the way I view it is it's a compromise. You make a compromise to make whatever works for the household. You make it work together. Like, I, I honestly feel like between not who's making the most, the most and who's making the less, it should be a compromise. Like, all right, can you handle this amount? Can you do this? So it works out either way. So I'm big on saving. So that would be the biggest issue for me. But compromise is definitely it for me. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> you can. <laughs> all right, Dunya, what's your, what's your favorite thing so far about you guys relationship be myself oh nice that's real that's so cute i I think that's important because sometimes you know we get into relationships and it's like we tend to be a little fabricated uh you know we feel like we have to Mm -hmm. make sure the person likes us so we like do like all these different things or portray a different uh personality and things like that so that's good that you feel like you know you're able to be yourself Raven, do you feel it is okay to go through Dunya's phone without her permission? Why or why not? You you want to see me tomorrow? <laughs> Absolutely not. Can, can, I, can I say something? Yeah. <laughs> About that. I remember one day I was at her house and she happened to have my phone. Like, she's like, oh, let me see your phone for something. I don't remember what it was. She grabbed my phone, knew the password already. I didn't give her the password. So <coughs> that was alarming for me. So, <laughs> no, I wouldn't go through her phone. I don't think that that's okay. Um, but the reason to me knowing the password, when you keep seeing the same pattern happen over and over and over, you start realizing what numbers it is. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. No, I would ask her. Like, if I go through her phone, I would always ask her. Yes. Yes, just out of respect, because she's always planning something. So, okay, I don't want to stumble upon something and then ruin a surprise like I usually not sometimes like I tend to do anyway. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Um, Raven, in a relationship, are you willing to do what you expect from others? Oh, nine times out of 10. Yeah. All right. I hear you, Ray. Mm-hmm. Last question. What does marriage mean to you guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a mess. <laughs> Sarah, Trello, y'all have an answer to that? That's for, that's for speaking up. Go ahead. That's for speaking go up. Ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. We actually have two different views on marriage. I think um, we will have two as well. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Well, this is the place to let us know how both of them are seen. Yeah, I'm for it, right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was actually because of views of marriage, we have to learn how to navigate, right? Only because I have a certain view doesn't mean 
I expect him to have that same view. Although in the beginning of my relationship, I did. So for me, marriage is very important, right? So I believe in marriage. I think um, the partnership, it goes beyond just like money stuff and things like that. I think to build a family, to build a legacy, it stems from a marriage. Um, I grew up seeing a marriage, you know, marriage was something taught to me by my father. Um, so yeah, I've I've always known I wanted to be a wife to someone. And so yeah, and then Trell. I think what she said uh, is is like the biggest factor with people who either believe in marriage or don't believe in marriage. Um, she grew up seeing marriage. You know, she grew up with a father preaching about marriage. And so that's something that she's always wanted. Me, myself, my family, it's not really the case. My grandfather and my grandmother was the one that was married, but my mother's not married. My uncle's not married. My father wasn't married. You know what I mean? And I never really had anyone in my family to really sit down and be like, you know, this is the way that you must go. Even though, you know, they're, my grandmother is heavily Christian and, you know, she follows the book by, by you know, to a T, you know, she, she is 100% on marriage. It's not really a consistent theme throughout our family. So for me, when I was younger, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to be married. Not saying that I don't now, it's just I have a different view on it. Yeah. It's not something that to me is essential or important versus, you know, just having a family. But I, being with somebody who wants to be married, right? sometimes we have to compromise. Like I said, I, it's not something that I would never want to be married or I would never be married. It's just more so at this point in life, I have a different view on it. That's not really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that people should hear because I think people think like, relationships are really like oh we're gonna get married but I don't think people know that they're people go in it having different views based off of you know how they grew up and things like that so I think that's a good perspective that both of you have already have given yeah I mean we didn't really talk about our different perspectives either until you know I want to say like year four yeah it became more of a conversation in the last few years and in the beginning of our relationship I completely admit I just thought we were on the same page because I've uh-huh. always talked about my views of marriage and things like that and he would hear me out but he really didn't articulate his perspective until you know we hit year five and I'm like uh, where is it <laughs> Well, we yeah. go from here and then he was able to like really articulate and communicate with me about his and his view on it. So I had to navigate that myself. And I'm the type of person I'll jump to conclusions really quickly. So for him to say that he didn't think marriage was necessarily important to me, I took that as, oh, you don't want to get married. Like, why are we even doing this if you don't want to get married? But it was more so saying like, I don't need to be married to you to spend the rest of my life with you. And I really had to sit down and, you know, stop being stubborn and aggressive (laughs) to what he's saying. Um, And we still navigating that today. That is so important because someone that's five years in at that time, that assumption could have been easily made and been like, all right, it's time to walk away because you clearly don't want what I want. And it takes like two adults. It took two adults have the conversation and realize like okay he has his own perspective and I don't have to walk away from someone that's you know loves me unconditionally and is, is making a situation work yeah. um to, to realize like oh like the it's not an all end all be all in this situation or in this case 
Yeah. Did you guys feel like you had to do like self-evaluation from each other to realize this? Yes, because I think when we had the conversation, we weren't living together. So mm-hmm. I just moved to Connecticut for my new job and he stayed back in Boston. After living together for like two, two and a half years, we then separated um, living conditions just because I had a living position that didn't allow partners unless you were married. Right. Mm. So back in Boston and then before moving back to Connecticut. So in that time, I think, you know, we learned how to be by ourselves again (laughs) and Mm. reflect on what our relationship is, where our relationship wants to go um, and really our own like individual beliefs and values um, and which ones are similar, which ones are different. And marriage just ended up being the different one. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. We still here, y'all. We still here. No, it is will be Mrs. Calderon. I'm putting that down. No, seriously. Like, lot of, not a lot of women would have sat back and, like, like, you know, worked it out and saw his perspective. They would have just assumed that you don't want to get married and kept the pushing. Especially okay. at the age that we are. We're all in our 30s. And it's like, okay, I'm thinking about marriage. I'm thinking about children. And it's like, Face on on the surface, it seemed like you didn't want to get married, but you took the time to understand where he was coming from, yeah. and didn't walk away completely from the relationship. So that's amazing. Absolutely. And it took time too. So I don't want to. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Exactly. Which is expected. And I think everything actually happened for a reason, especially with you getting your job out of state. It allowed you guys to be separate and to to self reflect. So I think actually that whole situation worked out for you guys to be able to still be connected after such a long time. Which is really important because, you know, just from what I'm seeing, not everybody, but like a lot of people will rush into marriage and then Mm -hmm. five, you know, five, six months later, they're they're getting divorced because it's not really what they seem, you know? Yeah. Here and I, we live together now. We've been together nine years. And the only thing that we haven't done is get married. Mm. I obviously have kids, you know, two very important things, but it's like, I don't want to sit there and say, I'm going to get married to her and then think that our life is going to change completely. You know, and that's what a lot of people fail to realize. It's like, you're going to, you're going to be married to this person, but it's not going to be some fairy tale after. No, No, not at all. You know, so that, that's, that was like a, a huge thing for me. It's like, I don't need to be married when I know in my heart, I can be committed to the person that I want to be with. You know, I, I want to be with Sarah. I'm going to be with her. You know, there's no one else. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where it is. Yeah, Trell brought up a really good point where I totally agree with. And I see very often people get married and it's like the next day or like after the honeymoon, like their personalities change. It's like <laughs> their expectations change and like nothing should have changed if anything it should only be maybe certain benefits if you want to call it rather that you get with marriage now uh but why are we changing you know yeah. differently why are we treating each other or speaking to each other differently all of a sudden now that we're married and I think that you know results in a lot of why people get divorced and things like that and then one thing that I feel like as I'm listening, what's good with Trell and Sarah is that you guys have lived together for a very long time and known each other. So a a lot of times people haven't lived long enough with their spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, 
to know and they get into marriage and they don't see like their dark sides or their demons or things like that. They don't know how to work with it. They don't know how the person really cleans or navigates in the house, sharing a space. Even now with the pandemic, it's like you hear marriages, it's like all of a sudden it's like the first time they've been with their spouse for so long and they're annoyed they want to get away. And it's sad and very unfortunate to hear. But I think you guys are tackling a lot of things before you know that final decision if that's something that you guys are going to do and I think that's very imperative and I take that away from listening to you too for sure that's living together is extremely important and I knew that even before like my my views on marriage started to get skewed that was the one thing that I had in my head like I have to live with this person before I decide on them because all my friends when they get in these new relationships and they decide to move in with this I say listen this is going to be a different relationship once y'all start living together because you're going to find out what you don't like about that person and what you do like about person and vice versa like it's completely different when you start living with somebody that's a it literally pushes your relationship to this end when you're living with somebody for the first time and you realize that you don't like certain stuff and they do it you know so that that is extremely important for myself. I can now say that when Sarah and I get married, I can now, you know, be like, all right, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, there's not going to be a second marriage. You know, I, yeah. I know all of her nuances. I, I know what ticks me off, what ticks her off. Like, it's, it's just going to be. There's no surprises. Yeah. Exactly. And we even joke around, joke around right now. <laughs> I always tell them, you're not going nowhere. So, uh, <laughs> okay. You saying right there. Period. When her guys, nieces and nephews call me Tio and all sisters. Yeah, that's, that's you, guys, <laughs> you guys are grounded. That's it's really important and it's beautiful to see. But um I want to like you know take a step back and thank you guys for being in the hot seat. Sinead, thank you so much for the for the questions you asked both couples. But I want to take a step back um because I we got into the thick of you know a conversation in terms of marriage, but I want to take a step back. And, you know, have each couple actually tell us, like, how you guys both met and what, you know, how you guys actually, like, became that unit. Um, I don't know, like, your situation in terms of dating, but I know you guys are both exclusively dating each other. So how did you guys meet and how did you guys determine, like, okay, you know what, I want to be committed to this person here? Y'all can go first. Right. Yeah, look that up, right? Take it away. Um, I met Raven back in 2013 at somebody's birthday celebration I ain't gonna say no names samantha <laughs> i remember seeing her she's having a good time she looked lit they even looked lit and i i kind of left it as that uh seeing her i noticed her but that was about it um by the time we got out the club we actually went to the pizza shop next door i was drunk on my mind <laughs> so I'm over here waiting for my slice of pizza. She's staring at me, and somebody <laughs> was doing the most. And you don't say no names. <laughs> she was cute. So they even approached me. <laughs> she introduced herself. She shook my hand. Said hi, my name is Raven, and that's pretty much where it stayed. Okay, it's right there. She ghosted me. Listen, oh, she wanted nothing to do with me. I didn't get no number. I didn't even attempt. Mind you, I seen her at the club. Pretty much Raven just disappeared. But in the back of my head, like, it, 
I knew who she was. I liked her approach at that time, but I wasn't trying to pursue anything. The way she was looking, so I'm like, nah, I know what you want. I'm not even for that. Sex. Yes. yes. Like, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not the person. I was in a healing process, I guess, and I was getting back to just going out again and having fun and shit like that, making out my mind. Um, fast forward to 2019. Yeah. I randomly asked Samantha about raising, randomly. Don't know why. We, me and Samantha was out having some drinks and food, and Samantha was talking. And as she was talking about, how's Raven? Randomly. <laughs> and she said, oh, you, you're interested? I'm like, I'm just curious, like, how's she been? He, she started pulling up pictures. Like, she just seen Raven. Raven's birthday just passed. <laughs> oh, she's just showing me all types of stuff. Like, yeah, Raven, like, like I'm going to ask Raven if she's single. I'm like, oh, like, I, I didn't ask him. Like, Samantha did her thing. Like, Samantha been one of us together. <laughs> so, Fast forward again. She ghosted me for the second time. I got the number. I got the number in 2019. <laughs> but once again, I was mentally going through my own stuff where I couldn't just focus. Like I can't entertain somebody in my head spacing, right? So we talked for a little bit. It really was, it was dry conversation. The conversations was dry. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so I left. Dry yeah. on both ends or like someone was reaching it was mainly me. It was, it, was it was me. It was really me. You know me. when you constantly texting somebody, but you feel like you're doing the most? Yeah. So I, I think it was, what, April? Because we went back to the text messages to see who left who. It was her. It was me. I left. <laughs> she responded, and I dipped. I, I just left her on red because so, I wasn't doing this. Mm-mm. After after that happened, Samantha's birthday came up again, her 30th. So y'all came in or whatever. Sam came like hugged her. Said happy birthday. Somebody I watched Raven walk in. Whatever Samantha was saying was out the window. I didn't even hear. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Raven Ben grew up. <laughs> I said, Raven grew up. I excused myself from Samantha. I said, all right. At now I think about it, I pretty much did what you did to me in 2013. Yeah. I approached Raven. Hi, how you doing? Hugged her. Little flirts here and this there. This all in the club? No. no this was at the hibachi. Dude. Mm. That's her about the restaurant. Yeah, because yes. remember I told you I wasn't talking to her. I was like, I'm not <laughs> saying nothing to her. I don't want to see her. I'm gonna be nice, but that's that. Yeah, I already kind of felt going into Sam's birthday that it was gonna be awkward. Like she, we stopped talking out of nowhere, and now she's gonna be here. I was just gonna go, but I like once I like some somebody, that's it. <laughs> Tunnel vision. That's it. So. The entire night, everybody else knew who it was. Like, I, I guess there was other stuff popping off at the club. I didn't pay no my own. Y'all seen what it was. <laughs> I was on And after that, it was pretty much history. We've been texting, talking ever since, day in, day out. And she has always, to this day, intrigues my mind. And the conversations never get boring. Aw, that's really nice. So cute. Yeah. Thank you. So I, I just I blocked my blessing pretty much. You blocked your blessing. Yeah, you yeah. lost her had you like tried in 2013 because you weren't mentally there. Yeah, I wasn't there. So you I, need to take it. You need to be prepared. So it took seven years, but it's all right. It's, it's cool. here. And you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. Well, one thing that 
I heard um, Dunya say, which I think is very vital and something that we, we also don't think about when we go into relationships is that you had to heal. You said you wasn't in the right headspace. Um, and what would have happened if you just went along and just acted upon like feelings or, cause you said you were attracted to her from, you know, day one, but you knew that you was in the right headspace and you was going through some things and you need to heal. Um, you would have brought all that toxic energy to the relationship. It was a mess, yeah. You guys would probably right now most likely be broken up, hated, yeah. but, or still in the relationship, but toxic. Talk mm-hmm. you know, I'm a person, I have a big heart where I don't like drama. And if I love you, I'm not trying to bring that negative energy within the relationship. So if you're going through something, if you need your space at that point in time, take your, take your space. Okay. Yeah. Talk it out, figure it out, and go from there. But yeah, I was definitely for years, like like when I love somebody, I love them. I'm, I'm a Leo, this is one thing about they don't know, realize about Leo. We have big hearts. So if we love somebody, we could be stuck. So anybody else that like, so Raven approaching me, it's like, I don't care. I'm still here. I'm not in the headspace to jump onto something else, even if it has the right intentions for me. If I'm not there, I had to mentally be there. So it took me years, but I think like you guys are saying, those seven years was me healing, growing, learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm mentally prepared for her. Yeah. I know that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I ain't easily deal with. <laughs> no, she ain't. <laughs> but you know, we can joke about it now. She goes to me about four times. Um, I ended up in a shitty relationship because of her, because she ghosted me that night. So I went to somebody else and got in a relationship and was stuck in that one for seven years because she still was ghosting me in the middle. But yeah, you know, it was great. She was going through stuff, but like at the end of the day, I think we both went through a bad relationship at the same time just to learn how to deal with each other when we got to that. That's really what it comes down to because... It seems like we both went through the same same exact thing in just different ways. Some probably more worse than others, but once we actually sat down and actually started talking to each other and realized how much we had in common, um, we kind of learned how to deal with each other. But one thing I could say that we both have patience for each other. Like the toxic stuff that I would have problems with or a trigger, she knows how to handle it. I, I will never forget there was this one situation where as you know, oh no, Raven's scared of the dark. I don't know why she did this, but one night she decided like, you know what, since you have given me so much, I'm gonna give you something in return. I'm gonna sleep in with the lights closed. Like, why are you doing that? That's scary shit of my life. I have trust issues. So for her doing that, I'm like, why are you doing that? It messed with my head to the point like, I started thinking to myself, what is she doing? Why is this happening? My, I felt my walls coming down when it came to that. because. At the end of the day, I knew that was a, a fear of hers, but she was showing me trust in a different way I had never seen. Love it. Thank you guys so much for sharing and going into detail about like, because, you know, it's real. Like, you could meet somebody years ago mm-hmm. and it just didn't work out at that time. But like time, it literally took time for you guys to get with you guys, where you guys are today. So um, love to see it. You guys are here now. That's all that matters. So all the in-between, just lessons learned and... You guys are here today, so that's great. 
Sarah and Trail, can y'all tell us where you guys met the lovely Mount Ida? I don't know if it was Malloy or Shaw, Ricker, or Ricker, or in the, the Car- in Carlson, um, or maybe or something, Cat or something, whatever it was. <laughs> How'd you guys meet? Um, so we met. Cartel was a orientation leader. Um, so we met orientation when we all stay in Wingate and stuff. So, um, actually he met my parents first (laughs) before meeting me, like officially. So my dad and I switched duffels, but I was, you know how we had to take the test about what English class, math class. Mm -hmm. um, So I was taking a test. And so my dad was blowing up my phone talking about I had the wrong duffel, but I couldn't respond because I was taking the test. So I guess they called Cartrell to help him um, find me, but I didn't know he was the one that was helping him. So my dad told me about this, this guy named Cartrell. Oh, he found me, he got your duffel, we're all sad, blah, blah. In my head, I just was like, okay, whatever. Um, I don't know where it was. I think we were in Wingate cafeteria and we were talking ish to each other. So I said I was from Harlem, New York, and he was talking to his craziness and you know people from New York you don't play that so I we were going back and forth about that but I never told him his my name he never told me um his his name so I was like I'm gonna know about this kid like can't stand him blah 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 so the next day when the parents came to pick us up my father my mom comes up to me I was like where's dad and he was like oh he's talking to Cartrell thanking him again blah 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 and then I'm like okay cool and then all I hear is Sada, Sada, come here. I want you to meet Cartrell. <laughs> and I just look at him. I was like, you, you're the one that my father. And my father's like, yeah, yes. This and is a lifetime movie. Freaking right, right. <laughs> and it's so funny. Every time we say this story, people are like, yeah, right. And I'm like, no, it's like, it's true. Like my dad officially introduced us um, to each other. And I was like, Cartrell, please take care of my daughter. Um, oh. And, and like look out for her like you you're a good man you know about the school you know she doesn't have anyone out here please look out for her and then come move in day I find out he's my RA wow. <laughs> I did not know that so wow. he lived on the third floor one day I lived in the ground floor penthouse um <laughs> so backwards I was so excited when I saw Penthouse on my thing. And then when we went to the basement, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like legit underground. But um, so yeah, so we were friends. We He would bother me throughout the year and stuff like that. I was actually in a relationship um, with a dude back in New York that he also met. <laughs> um, but we were, yeah, we were just friends the first year, my freshman year. And then... Something happened that he stopped talking to me. What happened then? Um, when people want to talk dirt about you, they'll like tell people some some mess to get you to stop talking to them. And that's basically what happened. One of her friends ended up, you know, feeding me some lies. So I, I basically just cut her off. I stopped talking to her. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yep. She ended up ended up becoming an RA. That, that next year, and she came during the summer. I did. And we had RA training, and um, that basically was a start. She was trying to get with me. I wasn't having it. <laughs> At the point, like, I, I literally just said, like, screw her. And um, 
but it was a counsel side why he was doing me, right? Because f- my freshman year, he had told me he liked me, but I was talking to the dude back in New York and I was like, I'm, I'm going this way. <laughs> like, I appreciate you. Like, you're yeah. my friend. I love you, but um, I'm, I'm rocking this way. Today, obviously, that was a bad decision. So, so that happened. So me going into another relationship and then we were okay, like on okay terms. Um, and then my friend told him some dumb stuff talking about um, how I used to talk about him by his bag. How I thought he was like trying too hard to get with me. And right. like, Damn, I wasn't even trying. Right. Like, like it's crazy. So, <laughs> It was it was insane. And he wasn't gonna tell me either. So he cut me off without telling me why. So wow. I hit him up and be like, hey, how are you? Mind you, he wrote a recommendation for me as an RA. So in my head, I'm like, oh right, cool. Everything's cool, so, yeah. Hey, so we're going back and forth. You know, summertime, I get the job. I'm excited. I was like, all right, I know somebody who's an RA. Y'all were RAs too. So I was like, okay, cool. Um so I was going back and forth with him, but he wasn't responding and things like that. And it was, I, he broke his, he broke his silence with me um, on his birthday when I was like, happy birthday. I hope you having a good day, blah, blah, blah. And then he decided to tell me what my friend told him. And I was like, that, first of all, so I did say that, but not about him, by another person um, who was like, just being annoying as hell. So I guess me and that person had some like turmoil already. So I don't know if that was just like a payback for them, trying to b- block a blessing for me. But then we started talking again. Hey, an asshole. I want to know who the person was. Who right? Was hey, an asshole. Who that? That's why I was upset because I was like, damn, I'm not even trying to get with her. And then I had like someone else bothering me. Like it, it, it was crazy. And I also don't like drama simply because I'm petty and I'm aggressive. So the Kartrell tested is every time I wanted to fight somebody, I had to go to Kartrell to calm down. Like it was, it was to that. Yeah, for real? I didn't know you was like that. Sorry, girl. down. She, mean. she sure did. She sure did. I I, I know a couple stories of that. <laughs> we'll, we'll share those later. Um, but yeah, so we was going through that freshman year. So then um, when we kindled over the summer, we started talking, like you said, during RA training, and then um kind of like was spoken before I had to like really get over my last relationship because that ending was like really rough for me um and I was just refocused myself and I told her like because I made it official oh you made it official I made it official wow and I was like you know I I want to do this like I like you I had to like convince him I liked him and I wasn't just talking to dog like he really truly didn't believe me when I said I liked him. So like, I really had to like spit game. Like I had to prove myself um, to show him I really wanted this and we've been together ever since. That's dope. Wow. You guys have both went through some very trying years <laughs> and trying times. But you know, love to hear it though. It, it's good for stories, right? It's good for stories, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh you can get through that you can get through anything I was like, anything absolutely i mean it also shows like there's no i think control kind of said this uh before concerning like endings and stuff like that or marriage but like it shows like in the beginning right there's no fairy tale to it like it comes with hiccups hills bumps and 
Um, you know, it's not like, oh, I was walking on the beach and I tripped and I fell into his arms and like he picked me up, you know what I mean? Um, but it's like real life and real life situations and, you know, Dunya goes to Raven, sorry, or vice versa, you know? Yeah, Cottrell had to cut off Sarah where Sarah then had to prove, you know, her love for Cottrell. It shows that like they had to start over and like put in a little fight, a little work for what they wanted. Mm-hmm. kind of simple like it's crazy how you guys kind of it's not the same story but you guys somebody had to prove to each because y'all y'all were both there initially and kind of that other person didn't see y'all at that time and then you the other person had to come back and show like hey i'm here for real this is what i want so there's only there's literally only one person that knows like the craziness that I went through at Ida, and that's Sam. Like, Sam could literally write a book about <laughs> everything that I have gone through those four and a half years at Ida. Like, if I die, she's gonna have to write that book because <laughs> I got you, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like y'all, y'all laughing, but there's some stuff in there. It's like, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, I, I wouldn't have it any other way though. I just want to say I love the common denominator in both relationships is Sam. <laughs> I just I just had to put that out there. Sam is really the is. common denominator of both relationships. Sam, you better go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I, I'm, you know, I'm a friend's friend and I want the best for all my friends, whether it's being there for y'all or having to put y'all together. That's what I am. That's what I do. Can I do that for myself? Maybe not, but that's okay. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. But I love y'all. And I, of course, I'm going to do that for all y'all. That's, that's just what I do. So you're welcome. She wants all her credits. Yes, her flowers. Now. I really, I actually don't really want it. I just want y'all to be good. That's really it. And if I feel like y'all are good together, then I'll state that. It's up to y'all to listen. That's it. Um. So... What is something that y'all have learned about yourselves of being in the relationship, whether it's negative or positive? Something I learned is that I can express myself. You can. I can. I can express myself. Because before, even with y'all, y'all know, I don't like expressing myself. I don't like talking. I don't like breaking down those nitty gritties and getting deep into a situation. But because of this one, I can now finally feel comfortable to express myself. Mm, that's really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that. I think for me too. I don't know if this is just a New York thing. <laughs> we the same on this. Um, I, I would add to that and say being vulnerable. Um, you know that is not something I was taught growing up. Uh, so being in a relationship and allowing myself to be vulnerable and allowing him to take care of me was something that was hard in the beginning because I didn't, I felt weird. I, felt, I didn't like to speak about my feelings. I didn't like to express myself. Um, so I really had to learn to do that because it was taking tolls um, in our relationship when I did it. Um, so yeah. That part too is pretty, um, allowing him to take care of you. I think that's heavy. Yeah, especially when, you know, um, we're taught, particularly as women of color, right? We're taught to take care of ourselves and we are independent, we are strong, we can do it, we don't need somebody else to do it. Um, but sometimes there are situations where you need 
someone else to take care of. Or you need to allow someone to take care of you. That could be your partner. That could be your friend. That could be somebody. But you do need to allow someone to do it. Because if you don't or be vulnerable with someone, that mental health can be so heavy and, you know, cause damage to you. Absolutely. Trell, do you guys have anything you want to share in terms of, like, you know, what this relationship has taught y'all? Um, with me, growth. Okay. Taught me growth is very important. When you see it, and it's in your face, and it's where it feels real, along with it. Because I've learned from what I'm dealing with, with her now versus to what I was doing in the past. In a short period of time, she has shown me growth. And the others couldn't even give me an inch. Because mm. not me. And it was effortlessly. No, it was genuine. It, it was very natural. Everything about this relationship is natural. We crazy. We, we do our stupid stuff. But for the most part, us yeah. two, the, the vibe has always been right and the chemistry is there but it's the mental for me our mental connection is definitely there I would say for me uh, what I've learned or you know, what I kind of take away from our relationship uh, is more of like a more of a selfish thing uh, teamwork um, growing up I never have been one to ask anybody for anything uh, or, or had people to be like here, you know, take this, you know, just, just someone to give me help. I've always tried to do things by myself and it's always put me in a, in a bad position. So I, I had to learn that she's here for a reason. You know, she's here to be my partner. You know, teamwork makes the dream work as that quote says, you know, mm-hmm. so it makes it a lot easier. So just being a team player, knowing that she has my back, I don't have to do this by myself, whether that's bills or whether that's, you know, facing certain situations that might come up mentally or you know, physically or things like that. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I, I hurt my back at work and I wasn't able to drive. I wasn't able to walk, stand, and I had to go to a chiropractor and she literally took me to every doctor visit. You know, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to get there. She was able to, you know, make sure that I was taking care of myself, made me ice every hour, you know, I was cooking dinner, you know, like just doing, she was, she basically took the forefront because I wasn't able to, you know, so, just learning that she's here for me and I, you know, I'm not in this by myself. That's a true partnership. That's sad. So cute. So love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, kind of going back to um, like, you know, where you guys started and, you know, Sarah, you had somebody when, you know, Trell kind of expressed himself to you early on. And even with Dunya, you, kind of has somebody back in 2013 that's why you weren't in a right mental space I wanted to know because you guys are in a committed relationship did y'all feel obligated to share your past relationships did you feel like oh I need to I need to know like everybody you've been with I need to know your whole history I need to know you know how many people you slept with or you know like relationship like did you feel like you needed to know all that information or you were just cool with like, okay, this is our situation, let's move forward. Um, I wouldn't say for me, I would need everything in detail, word for word, like what happened, why is it like this? And I, I honestly don't even question her. Mm-hmm. She freely speaks her mind. I think it's important to learn about what you have dealt with to learn how to deal with each other right now. I think that's what's important. 
what what caused you to be who you are right now? What's your what's your trigger points? You see certain things with an individual, and it's kind of alarming within yourself. Why do you do that? Why like those little things that you really people tend to miss? Those type of questions. It's like, all right, is this something from your past that got you acting like this? Is it? Is it? It's just little conversations. Those, the small conversations, like she usually say, it's the little things. If you don't have that conversation now, you probably ain't gonna be able to know how to deal with each other down the line or in the future. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that. Um, I think that's probably the most important thing. A lot of people don't realize that your experiences shape how you are in the future. You know, so uh, a big thing for me was letting Sarah know, you know, how some of my exes acted and how it kind of triggered me, you know, whether Sam knows, but um, it, it came up a lot in our relationship and it was very trying for her. And I, it was something that I tried to be better at not doing, but there's, there's certain things that just make you act a certain way. Like there's certain things that when, when people screw you over in the past or you ever cheated on or they just did you wrong, like unintentionally you bring those into your future relationship. So it's definitely important for you to have those conversations with your, you know, your significant other. So that way, like, you know, Dunya said, you know how to tackle it. You're, you're at least aware. So that way, you know, you're not particularly doing things to trigger that or, you know, if you do trigger it, you at least know why it was triggered. Mm-hmm. And it helps you get over those bumps because if, if you don't communicate that, you know, communication is key. If you don't communicate that, then your relationship won't last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think on the other side of that too, for me personally, um, I wanted to make sure he knew, even if it was like a talking stage or whatever, because we went to a small college, right? So everybody knows everybody. I never wanted someone to like be in his face and try to disrespect him. Um, mm-hmm. They were talking to me at one point or like I had your girl. You know how people get disrespectful and I'm not about the disrespect. So I've always wanted him to know like this is what it was. There's nothing now. Like you are the only person that it. Um, so that way he never he's never in a position where he has to question what his girl has done in the past. Because um, I'm always in the mindset, can nobody tell my man about me? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So yeah, so I think you know everything that they were talking about is definitely important, but it's also just important out of respect level. Yes, absolutely. I piggyback off of all three of them. Like I tell her all the time, there better not be never one thing someone can come to me that you haven't told me first, and vice versa. You know, I have plenty of trick points. The slightest things because of my last relationship have you know really messed me up completely. So I want to make sure that she knows certain things, or even if I don't know it and it like pops up, okay, let's have this conversation. This is why it happened. So now, you know, going forward, how we can work around it. And even for her, with her last situation, like, okay, what did Shorty do that you don't like? What were her, like, what are certain things? So I know not to do the same thing as well. So I agree with all three people. And like I said before, sometimes you, it don't even have to be said. Sometimes you just see it with me. Like you've been dealing with somebody for so long and you see like they, they kind of flinch or whatever towards a certain situation. Like why, why are you acting like that? You have that conversation with them. You figure it out. Even if they don't want to talk about that in there, like the conversation is going to be had. Mm-hmm. That's real. The great answers, guys. Shifting gears just a little bit. Raven, you have a child. Um, 
So, but I, I want to ask questions about couples. When did you guys feel it was time to introduce each other to both parents or family and friends? And then even Raven, your situation, you have a child. When did you feel like, okay, this is the time I can introduce Junior to my child? So I told myself after I left my last relationship that I was going to wait at least a year before anyone met Isaiah because he was so attached to that person that I didn't want to bring someone new so quickly. Unfortunately, that didn't work. They met by accident because <laughs> we were actually doing a podcast that same day that she was coming. So I had my friend go pick her up. I didn't realize that there was no traffic on the highway because after the podcast, I threw, it was my birthday last year, actually, last literally year. last year. Um, after the podcast, I threw myself in the shower and while I'm in the shower, I hear the bell ring. I was like, oh shit, but it wasn't her. It was my mom. So on top of her coming upstairs, my mother opens the door. So she met my mother while I was in the shower and she, <laughs> so she met both parties at the wrong time. I, that was, yeah. Mm-mm. So I can't tell you when's the right time. I thought I was, you know, going to wait, but it just happened. So I honestly think it's just going to happen sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Junior? I wanted to give it time between us to learn each other before I really introduce her to my family. But me, uh, yeah, I'm more so of a vibe person. If the vibe right, and I could see that you probably could mesh with something, family members, I'm going to bring you around. But it's not going to be right away. Mm-hmm. I'll be at family cookout or some of so, but how soon did she meet your your people? She met my my she met a good amount of my cousins. I ain't gonna lie. You met my birthday mainly. Um, that was months down the line, but the first person she met was my favorite cousin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she met him. But yeah, the beginning of August. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, like she's been seeing people here and there. But like I haven't fully introduced her to everybody in my family. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Trell and Sarah, how is it for you? I know Sarah essentially your daddy introduced you to Trell. <laughs> but like, you know, you know, when did you feel like it was comfortable to actually introduce daddy to Trell as your man? Um, and you know, the rest of your friends and family and Trell, like how was it for you introducing Sarah? Um, for me, I think it was because for my family, I've only brought two guys home, Trell and my ex. So for me, I had to make sure that I wanted and I saw a long-term relationship with Trell before I brought him back to my house or brought him to my house as my boyfriend. So it did take some time. Um, but, you know, having an old-fashioned father, you know, I dropped little conversations with Trell as <laughs> 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 relationship so he could get used to me speaking of him more often because my dad's not my dad was a student my dad would know all right she's speaking about me for a reason we was doing one of the Ida New York trips so I was telling my dad oh I'm coming for a day and Charles coming with me and he was like oh is he now (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's coming um my mom was ecstatic she didn't care she she loved the fact that me and Charles got together um I think I was more nervous because he was about to meet my brothers Mm, girl okay that's different and my brothers you know that that was interesting because my brothers have uh, memory loss and not really but like they always think I'm younger than what I was um so when Trill and I started dating I was 18 going on 19 
And so when I, he met my brother, my brother was like, how old are you? Charlotte the town was 21. <laughs> wow. And I was 16. So they were like, wait, why are you with my sister? Blah, blah. So that was awkward in itself. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm 18, <laughs> not 16. Um, but they kicked it off. They, they, it was a smooth transition um, for that. But my father would joke around and be like, I told you to take care of my daughter, not date my daughter. <laughs> so that was, that was, that was a fun time. But um, yeah, I think for me, I just had to confirm that this is what I wanted. Um, and I, he was important enough for me to meet my family as my boyfriend. And being that we've been together for so long, I think I've met just about every person in our family. Uh, with what, two weddings? Um, yeah. Baby showers. Oh, it's, it's, it's been so much. And it doesn't get any easier because every event, <laughs> oh, you guys getting married? Yeah. When are you guys getting married? Right. Wow. Um, but you know, that meeting her family was fun. I mean, I, I guess, you know, they love me more than they love her now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for my family, she actually met my aunt first. Um, my aunt lives in New York and she happened to come up to Ida just one day to just randomly to visit me and, you know, just check up on us how I was doing. So I introduced her to Sarah. She's a little younger. Um, I think she's like in her like mid forties right now, but she's like a young soul. You know, she she goes out and parties and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so she was excited to meet Sarah. My mom's a little different. My mom, she's a, she's she's Jamaican. All right, she's uh she doesn't really like that whole girlfriend stuff. You know, at any time I told her about a girlfriend, she was like, I don't want to hear about it because <laughs> she like literally like even to this day. No, not well. Her and she loves Sarah now, but you know, up to a couple of years ago when I was like, you know, this is the girl I'm gonna marry. Even to the point she was, you're not going to marry this girl. You know, it, I literally had to have a serious conversation with my mom before she took Sarah seriously. But Sarah didn't actually meet her until graduation. You know, graduation was the first time being that my family, my, most of my family's in Florida. It's not like, you know, we can just see them whenever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Most of her family's in New York. So that's literally a hop, skip, and jump. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so graduation was the first time. You know, my mom was cool. You know, oh, this is Sarah, and it wasn't too bad. My mom's very petty, but <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. She actually met my grandmother that time, mm-hmm. my uncle, mm-hmm. and, her, and, and no, I don't think my siblings came up. Right? No, no, I met your uncle's wife. Yeah, my uncle's wife, and it was it was good. You know, my family loves me, and they they want the best for me. And um, you know, my uncle was like, you know, you got a good girl, set, so. It was, it was actually pretty easy with my family. It was her family that was a little bit more difficult. You know, she's got people over there trying to interrogate me left and right. But, you know. See, I come from a family dominated with men, right? So, like, anybody who's met him, right? Military men and all that Military stuff. men. Yes, yeah, same, girl, yes. Dudes, like, they was just from corner to corner. And, like, Trell has, I think, when he says, like, he's been to every event, like, We've dealt with tragic loss on both sides together and things like that. So even with the tragic loss, he's met more people. Um, but like being part of those series with me, um, they're like, okay, this man has been around for quite some time. I guess he ain't going nowhere. So now to this day, when they see him, they're like, Cartrell. They're like, <laughs> like, they don't care about me. They just want to see him. Cartrell said it. Looks like Sad's family loves you more than her. So <laughs> he's like a second option at this point. 
know, it's, it's to this point, I am failing. You know, to them, right. you know. That's it. Yeah. You've been here for so long. And that's what I was going to say. Like, going back to like the whole marriage thing, like, we literally have been together through so much, you know, whether it's been celebrations on both sides, passings on both sides. It's uh, the only thing, like I said, we haven't done is, is marriage and have a kid, you know? Uh-huh. So, it's 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 been a lot. It's it's been a fun journey. It's been a fun journey. So I got so much more to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So much more. So much more. We'll be here for all of it. We'll be reporting live. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we see that this is an issue in some relationships. Um, some it works, some it doesn't. But I'm just curious, how do you guys feel about your partner? having a best friend that's either the opposite sex or it could be the same sex but how do you guys navigate that you know is this something that you guys have already spoken about within your relationship how does that work i don't know i don't care i guess (laughs) uh as, as a man um i will say that i am a jealous person um and I have brought that up to Sarah and she know and she has said that she's a jealous person too. You know, we we are very alike in a lot of the ways, which is why I think we, we get along very well because it's like we know we're not gonna push each other's buttons. But on the topic of having like a male best friend, I think it is important that she or the other the significant other make sure that there is nothing that's gonna be in that relationship. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys remember Carlos Rojas uh, at Ida, but that mm-hmm. was my best friend. Yes, it I was. Could, I trust Carlos with her life. You know what I mean? I love Carlos. You know, because they made it clear that there's nothing that is going to be there sexually, emotionally. You know what I mean? So as long as I have that, you know, backing that there's nothing there that I have to worry about, then I don't. You need that security. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But you know, the the onus is on that that person, whatever, whatever that is. Like they need to make sure that they're not overstepping any boundaries. You know, as as the friend of the friend that's in a relationship, you need to make sure that like what whatever boundaries that you need to not cross, don't cross it. Like don't make it seem like there's anything. Because even if I'm not a jealous person, like I just that's not something that I want to have to worry about. You know what I mean? Because I know how men are. Mm-hmm. She knows how females are, you know. So if if she doesn't feel comfortable, I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, you tripping," you know. And if and if I don't feel comfortable, same thing with her. All three people need to have that that respect level and need to have that line, those lines that they will not cross. But other than that, she can have any any male friends. And you know, a lot of females like to say, "Oh, I get way I get along way better with men," you know, because females are catty. You know, I understand that, but just make sure you have that that line of respect is a thin line, thin line. Very thin. I think for me too, I made sure that Trell has met them in person, right? So any guy friend I've ever brought up or I'm talking to or texting, Trell's part of that conversation. Like I bring them up and he's met them in person. Maybe not frequent, they don't necessarily hang out. Um, I think out of my guy friends, like really close guy friends, I have three, Carlos being one of them. And I think he has more of a, quote unquote, uh, meeting relationship with Carlos than the other two, but he's met with three. He knows where they are at. But I think for me too is, you know, you need to create that boundary with your best friend as well. 
and being like, this is my boyfriend. So when I come to you to get like a male perspective, it's not to disrespect my boyfriend or anything like that. But I also know what to share and what not to share out of respect. Bingo. Because yep. he says, I don't want you talking about our issues. If you have to go talk about your issues, go to your female best friend. Don't go to your male best friend. I'm going to have to respect that. And so for me, it's just setting those boundaries and being like, sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Out of respect for my boyfriend. And it has nothing. And if that's your best friend, they're going to respect your relationship and the boundaries you put for your relationship. Um, and if they don't, they don't. But I think for me, the meeting, knowing a face and really knowing who they are. Um, yeah. You guys are nine and a half years in. There's nobody new that should be even popping up. Like, hey, y'all, this is my this is my best friend. Like, no, no. I, <laughs> I know everybody that you that I should know at this point. Exactly. It's also important for you to have that counterpart best friend because yeah. I don't want like if she's if she's having trouble understanding how I'm you know reacting to certain situations or why I'm saying certain things. You're not going to be able to go to a female and get that type of understanding. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to call upon another man and be like, hey, any insight as to, you know, why he's acting like this? You know, I, yeah. I feel like that's OK. I feel like every every female should have a male best friend that they can go to and get some insight on, because as a female, you guys just don't have the understanding that we have as a male. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just not there. That's, that's just like black people having an understanding of black people. We, we can't understand white people. White people can't understand mm-hmm. Like, you just need to have that counterpart. That way you can have a better understanding as to why your significant other is acting a certain way or might say certain things. But just respectful, right? So I will never let somebody else, family, best friend, to talk out their mouth about Kurtrell. Like, you will never have a chance to disrespect him in my presence without my presence. Like, if I'm coming to you, I think a best friend should know, okay, you're here for advice. Let me give that to you. Um, and not it's not a bashing session. And I think that's more important to use that, you know, I think what's helped us last for so long is we don't bash each other to our friends. We might talk and say, Cartel annoying me today, or Sarah's annoying me today. We never call each other out in each other's names or anything like that, or like him below the belt. So I think that's important too when speaking to your best friend about it. Very, very key points you guys have both made. So thank you for sharing that. I agree with everything they just said. Like, I'm honestly learning at the same time because, like, those are very important things that she just mentioned that people overlook. All that being said, like, it has to be a clear communication. If you feel some type of way, let me know so I could address and learn how to handle the situation to make you feel comfortable or make sure that there's no lines crossed. So, I, but, like, they, they nailed everything. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah, absolutely. It sure did, sure did. Cause I was like, at first I said, "Oh, I ain't got nothing," but then when y'all were talking, I was like, "Oh, nah, wait, nah, that makes like, it makes sense." Like, like hold on, like, wait a second, bro. We haven't we got haven't. to that point yet, but like, if it gets there, like, no, I introduce you to my female best friend. I made that apparent known, and she's gay and she's a stud as well. So I, yeah. I threw that right. right in the open. Um, because in my last relationship, that, that was, was a big issue. Me having her as a female, but like her and my best friend, big issue. But look who's here and look who's gone. So I know it wasn't my friend who was the issue. So right. like I said before, if, if I honestly don't even feel like there's some type of 
other chemistry going on, like like there's some like something's off here, you know, like you in places like y'all done messed around and did something before. Like that, nah, this ain't that type of vibe. You if you quite have to question your partner about something like that, mm. and you feel like they're not being honest, and later down the line it comes out, that's the problem. That's where the trust issue are. Really. You you created a foundation because like if you done asked them years ago, months ago, weeks ago. Did y'all mess around at one point in time? That's a big problem. Like, <laughs> that could make or break the whole relationship. Mm-hmm. So, All right, guys. So this is probably one of our last questions here. Because of the climate that we're in now, um, we did want to know, like, how has dating been during the pandemic? I know both of you are in two different, you know, kinds of relationships where Dunya and Raven are long distance and Trell and Sarah do live together. So for the couple that have lived together, has that impacted you or your relationships or what challenges have you seen? And, you know, doing a raving the same thing, like what have you guys seen as far as the pandemic and what has that, you know, done for your relationship? And tell us how you guys are keeping it alive. If you guys are or like, spicy. yeah, like it's, if it's still thriving, like tell us what you're, you know, doing, like maybe it could help the other couple or it could help the listeners out there that are struggling um, with their whole dating situation. Let us know, like what y'all are doing that are, you know, that's keeping it alive. Um, For us, like I said, we are in a long distance relationship. She's in Boston. I'm in New York. So even though we don't say it, we, I know we try to see each other at least one weekend out of every month, at least. Sometimes it's more than that, sometimes it's not, but we definitely try. Um, even so, maybe someone will come to one state three times a month. Well, not three times, but three times January, February, March, and then the other person will reciprocate and do it. So I see that pattern with us. Yeah. Um, but definitely we try to communicate, not even try, we communicate every damn day lunch breaks, working, meetings. We talk too damn much. Too daggone much. <laughs> too freaking much. Um, that was a question I wanted to actually ask y'all, both first, both couples, like, could y'all go a day without speaking with each other? But I can't. I mean, when she has peak season, like, she had to prepare me. So peak season for her is usually around Christmas time where it gets crazy. It gets crazy. She was pushing 12-hour shifts a day. So when she gets home, that's it. And back then I was working a night job. I didn't get off until eight o'clock. So it was like, Raven, you're not going to hear from her today. You're going to have to go twiddle your thumbs and go watch Netflix or something because you're not going to speak to her today. But as long as I get like a heads up, like, hey, this is what type of shift is looking like. Mm -hmm. Can I speak? This is that. I'll try to call you throughout the day, whatever. All right, cool. And she understands, like, if she don't hear from me, she don't react and like, oh, why aren't you... She knows what it is. I'm it's tired. Hard. That's all I'm learning. For the most part, for me and Raven, it is a long distance relationship, and we've been dealing with this pandemic for a while now. But like, I honestly consider that we do these creative little date nights via FaceTime. So yeah, we go on dates. We do a movie night. We watch, you know, the verses here and there together. Mm-hmm. BG, whatever. Like, or we just come up with different topics and like. Sometimes we even put the boy along. Like, boy be up in the conversation, too. He goes on a date, too. Yeah, he yep. goes on a date. <laughs> but besides those things, you want to be, like, spicy. I mean, you know, you can bring out some toys and, you know, a little phone. I didn't yeah. know about your sex life. So, yeah. I didn't ask you about your sex life. I just talked about... It's long distance. It's long distance and a pandemic, child. I gotta make her remember what the heck it is. Yeah, what you gotta do. I mean, Sam, you said what's keeping them through the pandemic. If that's what's keeping them, that's what's keeping them. That's what's keeping them. I think if it's getting... Oh, like Zoom 
y'all watching each other yes go ahead that was so funny (laughs) (laughs) like so like uh zoom like y'all watching zoom because zoom is a you know that zoom Facetime, Facetime, yes. Facetime, but you know, I spice it with a little bit. She'll hear, right. randomly, she'll hear. A zzz. No, and boom, that's it. I'm not even gonna lie. There was one time I was playing music from my end, and I, it was um juvenile. Back then, house. no, I don't. I don't like where the story's going. Listen, <laughs> I pulled my ones and I started throwing it on the phone. <laughs> so I started making it better. <laughs> Shit, it wasn't falling on me really, but. You gotta, you gotta have fun. You gotta be creative yeah, and have fun, fun, man. You gotta have fun. Cute. Wow. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our trial. Thank you, please. Take it over. Take it over. I think for us, you know, because we've lived with each other for quite some time, we already set up a system on how to coexist in the house. So we will have times where we, like, want to be on top of each other and want to, like, have a movie night or, you know, um, do other stuff or go out and get sort of like ice cream or go out and get food. But sometimes we just, we balance it out with just being in the same place but doing our separate stuff. So like in my guest room, we like half the room is his office, half the room is my office and we just be doing our own thing but still in the presence of each other. Um, but we've been, I don't think it's been a real difference. So, like, Shannon, when you were talking about, like, marriage couples and, like, couples in general, like, they don't know how to deal with their partner because of the pandemic. Me and Shell sitting here, like... I don't understand the problem. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> I mean, because we're, we're, we're both still working. So mm-hmm. that's true. I, I work that's a true. lot. She works a lot. So nine times out of ten, when I come home, I don't. I want to be by myself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm tired. I don't want to deal with nobody. Nine times out of ten, my phone's blown up. I don't pick it up. I just need to you know, de-stress and, and unwind. And so I just want to be by myself. And one thing that she did was it, it was kind of hard for her at, at one point because she didn't really understand why, like, I, I want, I needed to be like that. So one thing that she, like she said, she moved into the guest room. So if you see behind us, there's two screens. That's my computer back there. And where we're sitting right now is her work area. So this is where we spend 99% of our time where I'm over there, she's over here. You know, we're, we're talking constantly, but we are also doing separate things. Like she can be over here watching the movie and, you know, I'll probably be watching it or more, more so listening to it. And, you know, that's that's basically how we spend our time together. Like we're apart, but we're together. And that, that works for me because I'm not necessarily really dealing with her, but I also am. And she's in my presence. So mm. that's that's kind of how it works. That's enough too like just being next to someone that you want to like you love and like that's enough y'all don't have to talk it's just the presence is enough right and like if i'm bored i just like throw random questions to him and we'll have inside conversations and things like that or i'll watch him play in his like tournaments and things like that and like be his little cheerleader behind him (laughs) (laughs) so like we do things like that and i think what was important is like and we, we hear this a lot, right? The love languages. And both of us is quality time. But my yeah. quality time is different than his quality time. So his quality time could be in the room doing our own thing, but we're still in the presence of each other. And that's our quality time. Whereas quality time with me is your whole attention is to me. You're not playing your game. You're not talking to your friends on Xbox or the computer. Like, we're watching a movie or going to eat. 
So I think for us, we had to balance it up. So when he talked about it, it was hard for me in the beginning because he was like, why don't you just come in the room? I'm like, I don't want watch you play. Like, what am I going to do in the room but watch you play? So we had a compromise. Her own stuff. <laughs> right. And so I, I got like into Sims. And so I would play Sims while he plays, you know, Rocket League and his stuff. And it's just tied together. But then he will take his time and be like, oh, do you want to go watch a movie? And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> we have a big TV in the living room. I'm like, we barely use it. So, but yeah, so it's just balancing what each other wants. Those are great answers, guys. Thank you so much. Like this time with you guys learning about your relationship, how you guys have dealt with each other, you know, whether it be, you know, you guys being together for a year or nearly 10 years, um, you guys have both have a great story behind where you guys are today and it's beautiful to watch both relationships flourish and i'm hoping that it continues to do so so thank you guys so much for being a part of this guys thank you this was fun thanks man <laughs> you had a good time i have to say one thing i feel like it's a reflection of the other couple like yeah. we feel like we're like, <laughs> yeah, we, crazy. Crazy. we like it's the same thing <laughs> like that they doing that in nine no, it's sometimes it's, it's good to hear it because it's like yeah. damn i'm the only person but then you have another couple who's nine years in yeah and it's like oh okay we're but not far off or we're not like but yeah. it's, it's dope to see and hear that you guys on the right path essentially and that's what we wanted to do was to get a couple that was new and a couple that was a little more seasoned so that you guys can kind of bounce ideas off each other or see that you're on the right path or you know looking at them is kind of where you guys would be in in nine or ten years so you know maybe for trell and sarah it's like oh remember when we were like you know new. a year in so it's like you know that's why we did it this way and didn't get two season couples and two new couples that would have been boring as hell no seriously and thank you guys for sharing all that you guys did absolutely and allowing the conversation to be so easy yeah it's not easy coming on here talking about yourself right oh especially about your relationship you not even your business which i was cool enough to share absolutely it. but we want to create this that is part. actually the first time control and i even went into detail about our relationship wow. we've been asked before like people ask us about our relationships and things like that um we're just like we're so private people in general, yeah, we also knew like it would be done tasteful. Right. But I think a part of it too is that y'all saw our journey. So it's yeah. not like this is not new. You've seen us in our little cute stage. You've seen us in like a year in and now nine years later, we're still here. You know, the idol love. <laughs> so, I love. So. Very rare, but it's so nice very. to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very rare. But I mean, if anybody asks you, you can refer them to this episode. And that's being real. Yeah. Like, if you want to know our business, please go listen to the Melanie Aces Love Series, Episode 7. There you can hear our business. Seriously. And don't feel like comment should subscribe, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a shameless plug. I'm Absolutely. not sure y'all knew that, but that was definitely a shameless. It really is true. I feel like people are going to ask you to, you know, where have you been? But I think this is a good thing for even both of you to look back, even 10 years from now, y'all can look back and see where y'all were. So this is a good, like, just a time capsule for the both of you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a nice way to look at it. It's a time capsule. 
Definitely. Side note, Sam, someone had asked me what made me decide to move to Jamaica. And I literally sent <laughs> that episode that we did last year. Yeah, <laughs> it's said, true. Well, I, to, I don't have to explain You don't have to explain yourself. Go listen to it. I said it right here. And it's yeah. public, public access. Go get it. This is just good for you guys. And we it's like almost a present back It's to a little guys. therapeutic, too, yeah. because you guys are private. And just to hear, like, talk out loud and say it, actually, yeah. like, it's to understand that you guys are actually both on the same page. I think hearing your partner speak about your relationship is what's like kind of hidden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, this brings us to the deck where we share our favorite kings, queens, jokers, and jackasses of the week. I'm just going to give out two cards real quick. Um, I'm going to do this for Sam and Evelyn, uh, but it's Rihanna's birthday, so I'm going to give the queen card to her because I um i know they're big rihanna's fans um <laughs> give the queen card to riri absolutely yes Ms. okay wow um otherwise i would like to give the jackass card to meek mill oh my god um, for throwing out that Kobe line. What was it again? Oh, I didn't even hear it. I just mm-hmm. read it. Meek Mill said, yeah, if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe. That is distasteful. So bad. Very insensitive. First of all, the line, honestly, that metaphor doesn't make that much sense to me. It was whack anyway. You should never did it. Terrible. It's just very insensitive. It's pointless. I don't know. Do you and Kobe have personal beef or something? Like, Terrible. So that's who my jackass card goes to. And personally, I think we need to cancel Meek Mill. Um, in my book, I don't fall. I don't pay attention to that at all on our podcast. I think he should. Bad Meek, you want to cancel us on the podcast? God, you yeah. going back to a bad year? Yeah. He is so corny. He uh, fell off. I used to love Meek. Yeah. Like Meek, I used to love him. I went to see him in concert. I was like, oh, he fire. But that was so dumb. You don't even care about him because he, he screams too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I never heard no rapper that be screaming. Uh, I'm gonna go next because you know <laughs> I'm an ace, so I, I'm gonna do this. So I have two I have a Joker Jackass and I have a King. So my King, I'm gonna shout out Cartrell because if anybody knew, he told me how to make fried chicken. And to this day, <laughs> So I would have shout you out, sir, because you were the only person that took the time to teach me how to make fried chicken in New Hall. <laughs> so thank you, sir. <laughs> and my joker jackass, unfortunately, goes to my woman because what? because I had ten fingernails all week, all week. She decides she wants to fight me. I have nine. I have nine. So. <laughs> she literally broke my thing in half and I don't even know if I have a nail underneath. Let's see. What does it look like? Damn. That's crazy. I can't even go get it fixed real quick. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <sighs> so- oh, God, the damn chair. <laughs> Right, right. I'm just. You just. I thought she was gonna get the queen car because she. No, I thought so. Joker, jackass. I told no. I told her right before we even started. I said you getting the Joker jacket. I just want you to know you getting this car. You. She literally did it two hours ago. So um, I love her unconditionally though. But yeah, no, sorry, babe. You broke my nail. We will be getting it fixed tomorrow, if not today, and that's that. So yeah, y'all turn you three. 
this one, I, I should just give her the jackass, but I'm actually giving her the queen card. <laughs> Asshole. Um, <laughs> her birthday was yesterday, as everybody knows. So happy birthday. Thanks, baby. 30. I'm going to give you some bingay from them knees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but seriously, happy birthday. Thanks, baby. I'm happy. You're happy. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your weekend. Yes, me too. <laughs> just, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got nice little gifts here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm on it right now. Yeah, she she, she bought she me a be, Mac. She better be happy. <laughs> she bought me a Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better feel love. I broke the nail, but I bought her a Mac. You got money. Uh, 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 about saving, right? Uh, going half on bills. Child, you will. <laughs> do I look like Oprah? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sarah and Cartel, do you guys have any like nominations of King Queen Jackass Joker this week? Give a jackass to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> they lost your package? Nah, I, I work for the post office. Wow. It's, it's been hell, but they came to my job yesterday and, and one of their delivery drivers broke our bay door and they say nothing about it. Just left. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go up on the ladder and, and like put my life in danger to like had to maneuver this big ass door and it, it was bad. It was bad. Oh hell no! Oh, yeah. They don't pay you enough for that. Why do you have to do that? Just listen, you wear many hats at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. you say thank you for your services. Um, for me, I think I'm gonna keep it cute. You know. Simply because I haven't seen your beautiful faces in so long. So I'm gonna give Queen Cards to all the aces on this. Okay. It's such great seeing y'all. Like this is a step team reunion. And I'm sending yeah. a Queen card to Christelle. Hopefully yeah. she's safe. And she's good. And I can't wait to see her soon. But I enjoy this. I miss y'all. Y'all look beautiful. Oh, oh. Your school, girl. No, I miss y'all. Y'all doing amazing things, especially with this podcast. Um, and it's needed. So thank you, girl. I'm here to be here today with y'all. Yeah. Well, it's kind of being reciprocated back that you guys are also my king and queens this week as well. You know, sharing your Black love story is amazing. And I'm just so here for it. So yeah, Cartrell, Sarah, Dunya, Raven, you guys are my king and queens this week. For joining us and sharing your stories. Thank you, ma'am. You can follow my photography on IG. Is after the moment with a DA. Spell it. Okay. The moment. The moment. The moment. Yes. Okay. <laughs> underscore. Where? After the moment. Underscore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll I'll give a uh, shout out to my boy Tay Gardner and um, and his uh, his handle above the ashes. That's on Twitter. Uh, YouTube, Instagram. He's a videographer, photographer, designer. Uh, he's doing a lot of big things. So shout out to you. Oh, good. That's all. That's all. Nice. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week and listening. Please like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode and the whole series, love series. Catch us on all major platforms. And that's all for this week, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.